Within 10 minutes of this episode, my mind was blown, y'all. Oh, you're going to hear it too, how I stumble around the numbers. I couldn't get over it. Debbie shares her incredible money story around how she moved away from money trauma to triumph. And today, she has over 2,000 followers on YouTube and is coaching women and couples how to get their money right. Check this episode out right now. Vanessa Reyes here, and I'm inviting you on a journey of what it's like to co-create your business with God and drop the hustle mentality. Listen, I believe that in every season of business, you must up-level your faith and let go of the drama in your mind that's keeping you from using your God-given voice to build influence and become the businesswoman God designed you to be. Here, you'll feel like you're at church mixed with business school and your teacher, well, she's your best friend. This is the Less Hustle, More Faith podcast. Oh my gosh, what's so funny, Debbie, about groceries is my husband keeps saying if we were to just save $400 a month on groceries, I could use that money to put back into our savings. Or mm-hmm. if I didn't have to pay so much on groceries, we would be able to do this. And I never like think to myself, like there's a way to save on groceries because this, the way that I'm shopping always feels I'm being very cautious of what I'm buying. Yeah. So I don't ever see like how that's even possible for us to save $400 a month on groceries, but it is possible because there are times where I throw things away. Probably every week I'm throwing something away or I'm grabbing off the street because I don't feel like cooking or I don't know what I'm going to cook that day, which that probably would save us so much more money. Oh (laughs) Oh my gosh. Now that I'm thinking about it, we could save like $800 a month. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's not, and it's not only, and it's not only what you mean, everything you're saying is absolutely true, but it's not only just what like you buy that you throw away later on, but it's also like how many times have you been at the supermarket and you buy the groceries and you're like, okay, I'm buying good food. I'm going to make good meals for my family. I'm excited about it. And I go, and then you go home and you realize as you're putting things away, you already had something that you purchased. Oh yeah. So you have like a duplicate of something, you know, like our chicken mm-hmm. is like a big one. Like my, my, my viewers are like, oh my gosh, I go home and I'm like, the chicken was on sale. I bought it. I put it in the freezer and I've got like three packages in there. Yeah. So it's also like the overbuying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Or sometimes I'm like craving a certain type of like chicken or salmon mm-hmm. or something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we already had that because I was craving mm-hmm. it the last time we went grocery yep. shopping. <laughs> And I was like, I tell my husband, we could have had steak, (laughs) you know, like that's like something we don't buy every week. And it's just so funny. Okay. So I really want to hear like, what is a trick? Cause I know that you have a YouTube channel and you get a ton of views on there. You have a lot of subscribers and it's booming, right? So what is it that main topic that people are tuning in for? Anytime I talk about saving money on groceries, like I just say groceries and the comments that I get and the, and it's such a great community, like the tips that everyone else shares, uh-huh. but I always share how, like when I first started, it's just like what you said, like you go to the grocery store, you know, when we're in the grocery store, I feel like there's like a part of our brain that, that feels like you're a master chef. It's like, Ooh, I can make this and I can mm-hmm. make that. And uh-huh. we start putting things in the cart and we're like, we're going to cook good meals for our family or for ourselves. And then we go home and like I said, we have duplicates of something or you buy something and you don't have time to make it. And then it goes bad in your fridge. 
So, so when I realized and I started looking at my budget for the first time, which took like so much courage to do that, I saw that the number one, I was like, let me pick one category. I want to start small because I'm learning. I like that. Because I never budgeted before. I didn't know anything about what I was doing, but I knew I had to get out of the debt that we were in. And so I looked at all my categories and I was like, I'm going to pick one and I'm going to really de- dedicate time to it. Mm. And so I was like, I'm going to do groceries. I was spending between 280 and 290 a week for my family of five. And if you look that up, that's normal. Like that's normal. It's not anything that's like extravagant. Like I'm not yeah. going to, you know, I'm not buying like prepackaged food. Everything was like, you know, from scratch. Mm-hmm. You know, being Latina, like we cook from scratch most of the time. So yeah. <laughs> we like, pride ourselves in saying that like, we didn't follow instructions, but we need instructions. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And so as I started learning about meal planning and how to like have a plan when you go to the supermarket and buy things strategically so that you can make meals based upon what you have at home, it's, mm-hmm. it's a complete reverse of a grocery list. So yeah. instead of going to the grocery store with a list of what you want to buy, uh-huh. you look in your kitchen first to see like what you already have on hand. And then what do you need to make additional meals? So it's the reverse. Um, and by doing that, you're still cooking healthy meals that you would normally make for your family. You're uh-huh. using what you have on hand. So nothing's going to waste. And your shopping list now was is cut like po- probably like in half. So I went from spending 280 and 290 a week on groceries to $180. Wow. And I saved $5,500 my first year just doing that alone. And we paid off our first credit card with just groceries. Oh my God. Oh, 500. Okay. So $5,500. Yeah. If anyone's listening here today, what would you do with that money? Would you <laughs> put it towards reducing your debt? Would you put it in a savings? Would you go to the beach and have like a really fun time with your mm-hmm. husband? Maybe you are really needing a couple's trip. I know yeah. I need it. Maybe that's why I'm saying it. Um, what would you do? So if you're listening, what would you do with that $5,500 just by Mm -hmm. learning how to shop differently? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with the meal planning, did you have to, I can imagine that it was just like, now it's a habit. It's so natural for you, Yes. but you built that, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, wow. the first time I did it, it took me about 45 minutes because I was like, okay. I, oh, that's not I, bad. It wasn't bad. 45 minutes and you're saving $100. Like who gets paid $100 for 45 minutes worth of work, right? Oh my God. So that's how I spent it in my mind. So the first time it took me 45 minutes because I went through like my freezer my fridge and my pantry and I made a list, not of everything. You're not like writing like mayo and mustard, but just the main ingredients that you would use. So you write down the list and then you look at it and you're like, okay, like if I've got, for example, if I've got breadcrumbs and I've got chicken, if I buy sauce or have ingredients for sauce, I can make chicken parm, things like that. Like I need cheese for that. So you're doing the opposite. And so it took me 45 minutes the first time. Now I do it in 20. Like now, not only do I do it in 20, but in 20, I've, in 20 minutes, I've got my meal plan for the week. And I also have my groceries that I've ordered on my app. So the whole process takes me 20 minutes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Debbie, and how long have you been in this new world of out of debt free mm-hmm. and knowing how to really budget your money without it restricting you. Like how long has it been? It, we, when I started looking at my numbers for the first time, it was a 2016, uh, January of 2016. It was like my new year's resolution. And my husband, he had been kind of chasing me with this Excel spreadsheet, which I found so intimidating because I've never budgeted before at that point. 
And when you look at an Excel spreadsheet, I'm just like, what is that? It's like another language. It was so intimidating to me. And I was just like, I'm like, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to know how much dad bought it for marriage. I don't want to know what's going on. I just want to put like my head in the sand, like an ostrich. I always say that like when you're in debt and you don't want to, to actually look at numbers and do something about it. I feel like my head, like I was an ostrich. So my head was in the ground, but my rear end was sticking up. You can't hide from it. You can't hide from it. Yeah. So it was January of 2016. And in December of 2018, on New Year's Eve, I literally hit send on the last payment. Mm. And it was like about an hour before New Year's. And I called my husband into the kitchen. I'm like, look. And he was like, he was emotional. I was emotional. $48,000 of credit card debt in two years. It was just, it was life-changing. And like I said, I'm going to cry again. It was life-changing. And it's like the minute I hit send, like I just, the tears just came down and he was crying. Like we hugged each other. And I was like, this is the beginning of a new life for us. Because that's what debt does. Like debt really takes a toll on you. Like it really, it affects everything you do. It affects the way you look at work. It affects the way that it, 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 that it ends marriages like it, it does it has such an impact on our life you know that's why yeah. money touches everyone and, and when you have debt it's just like a cloud and like weight on me when I hit send I felt like I dropped 20 pounds and I've never been happier at that moment I was like yeah. I hugged my husband like we hugged each other in a way where I could almost hear his heartbeat I was like I'm like we did it like we did oh, it, it was just, it was I am so crying right now because money is sometimes I don't think it's like the root of all evil no. I don't, like I don't have that mentality of it I no. just feel like sometimes it it makes you feel worthless yes when yes, you're struggling does. with it yes whether and it can even make you feel this way if you're not in debt like if yes. you're just you know wanting to do something that you can't afford yes Yes. So your mm-hmm. the way you look at it really can affect your mood. It could mm-hmm. affect the way you are with your husband. It could mm-hmm. affect the way you teach it to your children. Yes. Oh, big time. Yes, absolutely. A thousand percent. That's so and important. The, and I was just thinking right now, like you said, this is 2016. So I'm going to assume that when you f- realize a money saving trick for groceries, that's six years ago. Yeah. So six times five, that's $30,000 mm-hmm. more. Cause I don't know how to do the math on 5,500 <laughs> times six mm-hmm. is like at least what 30 something thousand dollars. Yes. 33,000. Oh. So Just on groceries. House, and I'm not, yeah. and I'm not buying, and I'm not buying like non-name brands. Like I'm not, I, I, you know, I'm not clipping coupons. Like oh, I'm not yeah. doing anything that takes extra time. Not anything bad about either one. But like, I literally did not change an ingredient at all that I bought. It was just the way that I shot. Wow. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I thought this is the way I imagined when you mm-hmm. said that you save money on groceries. I imagine you clipping coupons. No, I have clipped coupons, you know, like when I see yeah. something that really big, something like that, but no, that had nothing to do with it. It was literally just changing the perspective, which is so important. It's like, he was a coach also. It's like, the way we look at things can affect mm. everything. You know what I mean? So like when you look at money and debt and not budgeting from a place of scarcity or, you know, or fear or anxiety, mm. then that's how you're going to approach it. And that's not going to be successful. Like that, that's just setting yourself up to fail. So, so when I was looking at that number, I'm like, what do I do? You know, and I started with the groceries. I realized I was like, instead of thinking like I'm going to buy less because I'm going to deprive my family of something. Yeah. It's like, no, why don't I look at it in reverse? and say, okay, what I what do I have on hand first? So for example, you're cooking for a meal for a whole, an entire week for your family. And let's say you do grocery shop Friday and you're gonna shop for the week for your family. All you have to do is look to see how many meals can I make 
like the, the normal way that I cook. How many yeah. meals can I make on what I have on hand first? So even if I can make three meals, three dinners on what I have on hand, and I still am buying four, that already cut my groceries by almost a third. Wow. You know, instead of going to the grocery store saying like, okay, well, I've got seven meals to make, you know, plus breakfast, plus lunch. Okay, I'm going to just load up the cart with everything I would cook for the week. And then you spend more because you already have at least three days of, of food in your fridge and your pantry and your freezer. This is so good because I'm even thinking like, you're right, as coaches, I think the biggest thing that we do for our clients isn't teaching them, it's more of having them shift the way they see things. I love how you said that. It's so true Mm -hmm. because once you've completely changed the way you think around food and groceries and shopping, Mm -hmm. then you also think like this also changes your perspective around going out to eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. which then change that that also makes you save money. Yeah. So you're winning in two categories yeah. at mm-hmm. this point before you even tackle your debt. Yeah, absolutely. And then like another thing is like, let's say for the entire week, again, you're back in the same scenario and you've got three days worth of meals. If you're going to visit family at all, like mm-hmm. why are you going to make a meal for that week? If you're going to visit family, like if you're going over your sister-in-law's for dinner, for example, um, you know? So now seven days, you know, three you had at home, one extra day now you're shopping three days like that, that's why it's like so important to like really look at what am I going to actually need for the week that's so good mm-hmm. yeah I never think like that <clears throat> ever yeah. like I don't think next Friday we're gonna go out to eat so mm-hmm. we're gonna spend less on groceries yeah I don't, need, I don't mm-hmm. even look at that wow yeah. that's crazy okay this is so good this is so <laughs> good. this we could end the episode here <laughs> 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 hey everyone you just saved $5,500 this year you're welcome okay so let's talk about how you know came to this moment where you're like okay enough is enough I have debt I'm ready to start working on this um but of course you know you had to get the courage to like look at the numbers yeah. but before you got to the courage part what where were you what were you feeling what were you thinking about um about your debt and about the goals you wanted in your life was it just debt or did you have a life that you wanted that you couldn't have because of the debt i brought the debt onto our marriage because i was in a toxic um marriage beforehand Mm. and i never knew how to budget and i never managed the money before so i was handing over my paycheck to my then spouse so when I realized I was in such a toxic place, I had to get out. And the struggle of getting out by someone who's very controlling, who wouldn't let, you know, like is going to make things as difficult as possible. And I had two little kids. I was like, I want my, I want a better life for them. Like, you know, as a mom, we focus on the kids more sometimes than we focus on ourselves, especially when we're in a bad situation, which are the way we feel about ourselves got us into that situation to begin with. Like I, the Debbie now would never have gotten into a relationship yeah. with someone that was like that. Yeah. And so like getting out of it, get, and it was like my legal bills and it was my mortgage and it was my utilities, like everything that I could possibly put on a credit card in order to get out, in order to get out of that marriage and survive. That's where my $48,000 of credit card came from. That came from. And so, so just even looking at those numbers could have even given you so many triggers. I had no idea how much I was like, I was, I, it was oh. just like everything and anything was on a credit card. I was just trying to survive. Mm. And I didn't think at any point in that time of how much debt am I in? 
oh, let wow. me look at the numbers. Like I, cause I, cause to me it was about survival. Like I feel like, call, like I call it like survival mode. So years later, I met my now husband and we eventually got married and he was great with money. Like he was always good with money. He was a saver. He had a great credit score. My credit score at that point was probably like negative two. <laughs> they were like, I married, I was like, like, ma'am, you don't even have a credit score, ma'am. <laughs> so when we got married, I was like, are you sure? Like, I know I have a massive amount of debt. Like, I knew that, you know, because that cloud was on me. Mm. But I wouldn't look at it because I was still, like, in that trauma mm-hmm. phase of my life. Like, I didn't, you know, I, I was like, I, I, I didn't I know, know how, how to start. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know how to start. I was on, on survival autopilot at that point. And then finally, when my mind can finally relax and know that I'm in a wonderful relationship with a loving man and my kids are at peace and I'm, I can be at peace too. That's when I said, okay, well, it's time for me to look at the damage that I brought into our marriage. Like I got to look at it. And then it's funny. He brings in this Excel spreadsheet that he made <laughs> and I'm just looking at it and I'm just like, what is this? Like, <laughs> I like, like, explain this to me. So, so he broke it down and explained it to me. And I, I, I remember not breathing. Like I remember, like like I uh, like I didn't cry. I didn't breathe. Like it was just like a moment where like something like as if you're moving, watching a movie and you hit pause. Like it was like my brain shifting, saying like, look at what I've done. Aww. You know, because I never would want to bring that onto someone that I love. You of know, course. like yeah. But it was a not knowing when you have trauma with money, I, which now I've learned so much about where my trauma came from. Yeah. But when you have trauma with money and you feel like you're not capable of, and you're not smart enough because it's been drilled in your head from since you were little or when you're in a toxic marriage, when you're told repeatedly, like, I'm not good. You're, you're not, I'm so sorry. It's okay. you're, you're, you're not good at, you're not good with money. You can't manage money. You know, you're stupid and things like that. It's just, you believe it. And when you have that mentality, it's crippling. Like it, it, it literally is crippling. You just feel like I can't do this. Like I'm not doing this. Like I can't do this. And so you put it off and just like I did. And the more I put it off, the more further and further I got into debt without knowing, you know? So because I, like, like, um, technically mm-hmm. when you don't mess with your debt and it's just sitting there, mm-hmm. does the interest just accumulate more? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Interest is the worst. Interest oh. is your enemy. When you're not looking at your numbers, interest is your enemy like it really is if by the time I looked at it and my from my debt I'm gonna say like a good fifth of it was interest alone like it was just interest alone it wasn't even anything it was so empowering when I finally like hit play like so I paused for a long time and I was looking at it and I was like I did this like okay well I had like a mind shift that I never went back I was like okay well I did this I need to learn how to get out of it and so my husband was like we can do this together and I said you know what like I want to take the reins. Like I did this. I want to take the reins. Like, you know, you, like I want to be able to learn for the first time in my life, like how to manage money. Wow. And he was like, you want to do it. He's like, I support you. He's like, take it over. And I was like, okay. And then I took it over like little by little. That's how I learned. I read books. Like I listened to podcasts. Like I, mm-hmm. I watched YouTube channels. Like I learned so much. I, the more I learned, the more I wanted to learn. And the more I learned, the more I broke down the numbers and I was able to pay off so much so fast because of the momentum and when you learn how to pay off debt strategically it's empowering it's kind of like you're using interest in reverse so instead of it being like interest on you it's you paying it off fast and the more you're paying off your credit card debt the higher your credit score goes so so everything is momentum 
Oh, I love it. It's like you're pushing that ball up the hill. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. I love how um, you're describing what happens as you take these first steps. Because I think that in itself is so motivating for that person who's listening. If you're just like in $10,000 worth of debt, like once you realize that you have power over one category that then changes the way you think about this situation like it did for you and you're like okay if i have power over this then i have power over this mm-hmm. this and this and then that momentum starts yeah and then you become unstoppable yeah absolutely it's like once you once and that, that this is why it's like a full circle moment that now i'm a money coach helping my clients with trauma because once you get over, which I help my clients with, get over that, the mindset blocks. Mm. Or for my clients that don't have trauma, they have sabotaging money habits that mm-hmm. got them into debt to begin with. And mm-hmm. once you identify what the problem is and you face it head on, root. there's a mind shift with my clients. And it's so emotional. Like I get emotional when they're like, Debbie, like, how did I not know this sooner? They all say that. I wish I started sooner. And once that shift happens, it's, it's magical. Like all of a sudden they're like, okay, let's go. And I'm like, good, here's the plan. Let's come up with this plan together. We come up with a budget that is not restrictive to them at all, because that's a trigger for everyone. Yeah. Whether you've gone through, whether you've gone through trauma or whether you haven't, and you just haven't managed money at all. Yeah. Let's talk so, really quickly on the restriction part. Oh yeah. Because the restriction, if it's a trigger, could you share a little bit of your past to kind of show us where that restriction would affect you and why you are so adamant about, I'm not going to put my clients on a restriction budget because I know what it feels like. Can you share a little bit of that? Yeah. My, my trauma started with my childhood and I had, I'm Cuban. So both my parents are Cuban. Um, My dad was a typical machista dad. Like he was like, I'm the man, I manage the money. And everything comes to me and I'll take care of it. Meanwhile, he didn't know anything about managing money. Mm. My parents never had credit cards or anything like that. So not only did I grow up thinking, okay, well, the controlling man who, who feels like he's above his wife and is submissive to him, like I, like that's how, that's the dynamic of a marriage, you know? So, so that's, that right there, like set me up for my first marriage, but it was a sense of lacking. Everything was constrictive. Everything was always no. Like, no, we don't have the money. Like, no, we don't have the money. Like there was no financial education for me and my sister at all. It was just the feeling in the air of we don't have enough. Like we had days where my mom would cook dinner for the family and she wouldn't eat because there was not enough food. But she never said it. It was just like, I I see it. You know what I mean? Like kids absorb things like sponges. Yeah. So, so to me, that's where it came from this constrictiveness and sense of lacking. You realize that restriction wasn't to support you or to set boundaries to help you save the restriction meant someone's not going to eat yeah not going to be enough mm -hmm. that's an awful feeling yeah to have around the word restriction or structure yeah and then as i help my clients they hesitate on getting started because they don't want their life to be negatively affected they're, they'd rather, they would rather, and now, and like, once they start working with me, they realize it doesn't, it's, that's why I say it all the time, dealing with, like, managing your money is fun, and it's not just me, because I'm a, num- I'm a number nerd now, it's not because of that, it's because my clients are still enjoying themselves, they're still traveling, they're yeah. still getting massages, like, their husbands are playing golf, like, you know, things that oh. they never thought they could do, while they're managing money, paying off debt, and oh, saving so for good. the future, like, 
it's not restrictive, but my clients, they, 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 some of them come from when they hear the word restrictive, it's not that they came from like my background. Then it's like, I didn't want to manage money because I still wanted to have fun. I never wanted to feel like I'm a slave to my budget and I'm a slave to the numbers that are coming in and I'm not going to, you know, like I'm never going to have fun, but I'm going to feel like everything is tight, you know? And that's why they don't get started. And that's a big contributing factor as to why they don't get started. They're like, you know what? Like human nature, when you feel that things are difficult, you're not going to head it. You're not going to go head on. You're going to put it off. Like procrastinate. Procrastination is like the worst. Procrastination and credit card interest are what get people further into debt than anything else. Yeah. That, and the procrastination is a coping mechanism of you not wanting to come face to face with the reality because yeah. it, you feel like it's going to be too hard. Where if you were to have a money coach is going to show you that it's not hard. It's, we can no. make it fun. Oh, it is fun. And one thing that I still joke around till now is I've mentioned my husband's Excel spreadsheet like three times in this uh -huh. interview. I do not use Excel. Like I keep things simple because <laughs> if I go up to my clients with an Excel spreadsheet, I would expect them to react the same way that I do. Like, what is this? Like, yeah, this, this, don't is, scary. Yeah. <laughs> this oh, is scary. Yeah, I don't I want this. Yeah, so I simplify. And that's another thing too, that I make it fun because I keep things simple. My clients can look at their budget, know exactly where they end, just be able to live life around the budget. And I set them up once we go through the negative money mindset that they have and mm -hmm. the trauma that they have. And they finally are able to break through of that. And I and we put a, mat, um, a flexible budget in place. The reason why I say flexible is because if you go over in one category, all you yeah. have to do is go under in another category and wow. you're good and you're even. It's not this thing of like, I ate out, I ate out twice this month. Oh no, my budget's broken. Like, you know, I, I didn't, my budget's I failed broken. it. <laughs> yeah, like, I failed. Like, you know, some of them are like, I gotta go back to Debbie and say I ate out twice. It's like, no, it's not like that at all. Like, it's not like that at all. There's so much flexibility in it that you can, because that's what life is. Life is yeah. not, you know, life is flexible. There's going to be days where like your kids need to go out and like, say, like if your kids are in sports or you, or you're working late or, you know, like you have time to make dinner, there's got to be flexibility there so yeah. that your life can fit your budget, not your budget fit your life. Oh, that's yeah. good. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Your and life then, needs to fit your And then after the budget's in place, now we're come up with money habits that support it because you're no longer sabotaging yourself. You're your own champion. And so now we have money habits that support your budget. So, you know, like when you spend too much on one, you spend too little on, on another one and look how I'm doing. And my clients from the second month of having this budget, like the first month is always like the trial, right? You're learning mm -hmm. something new. But the second month, that's like, that is like magic. I love those. I record my sessions and I send it to my clients so they can see it for themselves. Yeah. But the second month that, we're, that we have the budget in place, they have hundreds of dollars that they never thought they had available to them. And they're like, what do I do with it? And I'm like, now is where the fun starts. What do yeah. you want to do with it? You know? Oh, wow. That's so empowering. Yeah. So what are some of the things that they say they want to do with it? Oh, some clients, they, they look at me, they're like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, first of all, and that's another thing is I have a fun category in their budget. So they, they have a spending, they have a spending category where they can buy themselves whatever they want, treat themselves to whatever they want. That's where the massages and the golf comes into play. And so the extra money, that's where we, where I'm like, okay, let's dream big. What do you want? And of course they want to travel. I'm like, I want to high five them through the screen. I'm like, yes, we need to travel. We need to, we need, we need to like, yeah, experience and live life, you know? And they have an emergency fund in place. They have any, anything that they want. Some of them have a home maintenance fund so that they can renovate their house and make it more themselves. You know, like some of them have like a car allowance because they want to 
they want to buy themselves a new car and not have to worry about a car payment. Wow. It's, it's <laughs> what they want. Each client is different in that area. And I love yeah. learning like what brings them passion. You yeah. Know, what, light, what lights you up? Let's take that money and put it towards something that's going to light you up, not only now, but something that you can look forward to in the future. You know, I'm curious about that part. Do Does anyone ever struggle with wanting to do for themselves? Yes. I had a client the other day that she's gone through so much trauma in her life and she's now in the point where like she spoke it like she's she's conquering her trauma because it's not something that happens overnight that's what I help my clients with but she's to the point now where she's excited about money for the first time and it's Mm -hmm. kind of conflicting because she's still she's still in that place of she's crossing through like the trauma and putting it behind her yeah but there's a point where and she's so excited about money but then when I was like, okay, I was like, well, now that you're excited and now we have a plan in place, there's one spot we got to figure out. I'm like, what do you want to do for yourself? Aww. And she was like, well, my kids can use some sporting things mm. and my husband can you, and I was like, we have them already in it. What wow. do you want? And she started crying. She couldn't figure it out. She Aww. couldn't figure it out. I was like, when was the last time you bought yourself something and you enjoyed it? Something that you were like, oh, I love this. Mm. You know, was it like going clothes shopping? Was it getting your nails done? Was it like going and getting a massage? She just started crying. She goes, I don't think I've done something for myself in like 10 years. Yeah. And it's hard for people sometimes to think of themselves, especially, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but especially women Mm -hmm. who have families. Like we Mm -hmm. put, like for me, my kids get their food shop before I do. You know what I mean? Like to to me, they're set up before I am. Their doctor appointments are scheduled before mine. Yeah. We, We put ourselves last sometimes, but when we have to actually think about ourselves, sometimes it's hard, especially when you've had trauma in the past and you come from a place of lacking. It's, you kind of feel like, am I being selfish? And I'm like, no, you're thinking of yourself. You this need to so prioritize good. yourself. Debbie, this is so good because I struggle with this. I can help a client with this, but I struggle with it on my own. Mm-hmm. And I don't, like the littlest things, like I'll feel guilty over or mm-hmm. I, and it's not even a, so associated with money. I think sometimes it's just time. Mm-hmm. I bet that someone who's listening today isn't just like feeling overwhelmed by the debt but just the idea that that they can't even do something for themselves mm-hmm. without feeling that guilt without wanting so bad to say no let me pass this over to my son or my mm-hmm. child or my husband and just feeling what would it like i just want to tell that person what would it feel like if you didn't have this weighing over your shoulders and the you had the visual of the money just stacking up in the right direction and on top of that you could not have this you could stop feeling so guilty about doing those small things for yourself what would you say to that person I would say when you start managing money, all of a sudden, everything opens up for you. And all of a sudden, you see that there's a future that you can have where you can achieve what you want. Mm. And also, if someone struggles with having money for themselves and doing something for themselves, if, if your cup isn't full, how can you be there for others? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like one of the things like this, sometimes, sometimes as a mom, I just feel like I give so much to my kids and it's stressful. Like having a family is stressful. I'm sorry. It's wonderful. I couldn't imagine my life without my kids. I adore yeah, them. It's definitely and, stressful. And my husband, but it is stressful. It's not like how I always think it's not the Pinterest life. You know, there's always, there's always someone arguing at some time, the kids bickering between themselves or, or it's just, it's stressful in general. If you're not filling your own cup, how can you be there 100% for them? Exactly. Like, like how, like, 
when I go out, like when, when I go out and it's either a few moments to myself or if I'm going out to dinner with a friend, you know, even grabbing like a drink with my best friend and yeah. you just vent, you know, like that girl yeah. session where you just vent and you're just talking and yeah. you're just laughing at each other's problems. Like, oh my yeah. God, you know what my kid did? <laughs> you know what my kid said? All of a sudden, all of a sudden there's a different perspective and you get a break. Yeah. And then when you come home, you're more present for your family. Yeah, that's I, true. Right. I feel like that's the same way when it comes to your budget. If you're not doing something for yourself, how can you be there a hundred percent for them? You know, if everything you're giving to them and giving to them and you're not giving yourself something, you're not valuing yourself. You're not. And you need to be excited about a new blouse, like getting your nails done, you know, getting a massage and coming home. is just like that cocktail with your friends. You know, all of a sudden yeah. you're just, you're loose and you're like, and you're like, Hey guys, like, <laughs> you know, what's so cute, Debbie is like, you are the cocktail for so many people. <laughs> it's like, sometimes you just need a coach. I feel like this, I'm a coach, but I, sometimes I just need a coach. I think that having a coach to celebrate those things that you don't want to even celebrate or acknowledge is so rewarding for you. Like so mm-hmm. liberating. And sometimes people just need a coach to just say like, Hey, it's totally okay. You yeah. can do this. It's okay to put yourself first in this mm-hmm. situation. Look at all the work you've already done. And like being yeah. able to visually see that, I think mm-hmm. helps so many clients stick to the plan that you guys put in place. I think it's always about accountability. I think a lot of it has to do with the mind shifting. Yeah. and the celebrations Mm -hmm. and having that person just be there by your side Mm -hmm. i think is so beautiful and Mm -hmm. then you know once they develop these habits it's like you're saving money every year and you're putting the money towards the bigger dreams and the bigger goals i can see how the return on investment on your program is forever yeah i went from forty eight thousand dollars of credit card debt and not knowing anything about finances at all so now I'm credit card debt free. I have a savings account for each one of the kids for a plus 29 plan for their college. And my daughter's about to start college. And instead of saying to her, good luck, the way that my parents did, like we have nothing for you. Like we have a good amount saved up for her, for my son and my little one who's seven years old. By the time she goes to college, she's going to have like, a, like if not the whole thing paid off, like a good amount, you know? Wow. And, and my husband and I, we have 401ks, we have Roth IRAs. Like we are set up, my mortgage is my next tackle. Like I, I, yeah. I believe in eight years, I'll be mortgage free, completely debt free. And so I've gone from that to that. And it's all, and it's all because like once you have a plan in place and you have these goals set, you're motivated. Like the fire is lit under you, you know, and it's fun. And we just got back from a two week vacation, which is the a longest two vacation, week vacation, which is the longest vacation we've ever taken. The most expensive vacation we've ever taken, but it was something that we needed because yeah. we saved for it. And I, yeah. I'm like, when we came back, there was no credit card bill. I was like stressing about. Oh like, my it, God. It, it was just, it was amazing. It might've been, might as well been a month. Cause I came back and I'm just like so rejuvenated and so like refreshed. And I'm just like, so like gun ho about like what's important. And that's what I want for my clients. Like when I have a client right now who's in Puerto Rico and she cash funded while mm. working with me. She went from being in credit card debt to now she's like in Puerto Rico and she sent me a picture. Like I celebrate my clients wins. you know, I'm invested in them. And sometimes what I see myself in them so much because as women, we take on so much. We have so many hats, you know, like, like wife, mom, if you have a nine to five, you know, the CEO of your household, like we take on so much. So sometimes we don't see like where we are now compared to where we are when we started with our coach. Yeah. And when we have moments like that in my coaching, like I'm like, and I'll say to them, like, do you see, mm. like when we first started, you couldn't even open a bill. 
because you had trauma <laughs> about it and now you're about to go to Puerto Rico like do you see this it like so you know like, and they're like oh my gosh like, I, like yes like I'm not that person anymore you know and it's, sometimes you need someone to cheer you on and be like look at what you've done yeah and that just yeah. motivates you to keep going yeah mm-hmm. oh my gosh and I just what I think is so beautiful about your program mm-hmm. is because there's a trauma that got you in this situation. And then you do the work with a money coach like you. And by the way, I don't even know if there's a better money coach than you because I feel like you have such a big heart for what you do. And it's just not about numbers for you. I think it's more of like the internal changes that need to happen in order for a client to be successful. That's where you really help the client. And I think that you know, the ripple effect is what's getting me here because if it's a woman who grew up with trauma or experienced some trauma around money, has this money mindset of like, we don't have enough or Mm -hmm. I'm gonna run out of money, the Mm -hmm. scarcity mindset, and then goes through your program, completely changes their life, and then now teaches their children to think this way about money. Yeah. Which I think Mm -hmm. that's like something you and I have kind of talked about. Mm -hmm. Maybe we gotta start learning like maybe you could start creating some content around you know educating the children <laughs> it's, it's so important to educate our kids you know yeah. and, and and i don't want to like branch out to the left but but you brought up such an amazing point i don't know where i would like how would my life have been different like and i'm not and i'm not putting anything negative on my parents like my mom is an amazing woman and she tried her best but like how where would my life be if i didn't see that that, that dynamic of a man taking over and a woman being submissive. Like, like they never had credit cards. So they never told me about credit cards. So when I first got a credit card, I was like, oh, wow, you can charge a hundred dollars and pay $10 a month. Like, this is awesome. Like, yeah, there was no knowledge about interest. There was no knowledge about savings. Like the only thing my mom did was she took me to the bank one time and she opened up a passbook savings account for me. And she was like, you should always have a little bit of money stashed aside. That was it. That's two sentences. Like, it, that, that was my That's financial knowledge. I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, so, so now knowing what I know and having kids of my own, like I teach them and I sit them down and I show them, this is how much you're going to save away for college. And this is what a budget looks like. And when you bring your money in and so my kids have my two teenagers are working now. So they have a savings account of their own linked to their checking account. And they know, okay, a certain amount goes for my expenses and for fun with my friends to the mall and the rest goes into savings. So that way they're not at all feeling again, that restrictiveness, but they see their savings start to build up. But in school, they don't teach this. Yeah. They don't teach financial awareness. And I really strongly feel like sometimes like we can talk to our kids all day long about money, but sometimes we sound like that Charlie Brown teacher that, (laughs) you know, and it's like, how much are they absorbing? But when they learn it in school by a teacher, they respect. And then they come home and it's reinforced at home. Mm. My goodness, our kids would be so successful. Yeah. Like if they just taught our kids something simple in school, like opening up a Roth IRA, we would have millionaires for kids by the time that they even thought about retiring. Wow. And it's just because of compound interest, like your money grows Mm. in those accounts. It can start off with $25 a month when your child has their first job. Mm. And they could be a millionaire when they, when they're even in their fifties, like not even sixties, like in their fifties. Could you imagine like your kids in their fifties being millionaires and looking at you being like, mom, 
it's because of what you taught me mm. that got me there. This is so good. Oh, this is so good. Instead, I love our it. kids are taught to like, you know, like I need, I, I don't want to like name brand, but I need Yeezys and I need, you know, like, like, you know, like um, all those fancy names of, of stores in the mall. Like they, they want name brands on their clothes and they're taught consumerism. So it's like, I have $50, I should go to the mall and spend $50. You know, I have a credit card, I should go and buy clothes that, you know, my friends like and I'll fit in. And yeah. so by teaching our, by, by having that be their, their financial foundation, they're just being set up to be in credit card debt in the future. Because you're always thinking about impressing others and looking your best instead of doing something that's financially, like, that makes more financial sense to you. Like, why not set our kids up to, to be more successful than us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so good. Debbie, drop, <laughs> drop the mic right there. Why? Like, school that our kids need to change. Have. They need to change. They really do. And then we need to be the ones that are supporting it. That's how our kids succeed. So good. Okay. So before we end, can you share a little bit about your program? What like a person who's listening today and is like, you know what? This is what I need. I'm ready to take control of my money. And not just that, like, I'm ready to start having vacations and getting out of debt at the same time. Like, this is so cool. I want to do this. Um, Mm -hmm. What would you tell them? How could they start with you? What does that look like for them? You know, reach out and schedule a call. Like, I want to get to know where you are financially, like what your struggles are so that we can come up with a plan on how to conquer your mindset. So my program, if I were to dissect it and like, and lay it out, like, you know, like, um, like to show someone. Like I first start with getting to know what their struggles are. Like what is holding you back? Is it self-sabotaging money habits that you don't even know that you're doing? Because that's what it is. If we don't know what we're doing, how can we fix it? Yeah. You know, or is it money trauma from your past? Like I help you dissect it and really look at it from a different point of view Mm -hmm. so that you can see that it is something you can conquer. Because once we know that it's not, we're not the victims of our circumstances, that we can actually get out of where we are, that's so empowering. And then along with that, we start building the foundation for a budget. So it's an initial budget at first. And then we start looking at where the money's going. We then cushion it to become a flexible budget. So you're never feeling like you're going to mess up. Yeah. And the biggest money lessons are always the mistakes that we make in the past. Like, I'm like, people are so down on themselves. They're like, I tried and I couldn't. And I'm like, yo, wait, where did you go over? Because that's the lesson. You know, that's such a big lesson. You can't pay for those lessons. It's like, you yeah. can't pay someone like, teach me this. It's like, Sometimes you need to trip in order yeah. to get up and be like, I'm yeah, never going to trip over that so rock good. again. You know? And then so once we come up with a flexible budget, then I have them, instead of having that negative mindset and those negative money habits, we come yeah. up with positive ones that set themselves up so that we know in the future, if this happens, this is what I do. These are the money habits that support this budget that I have. And that's how you succeed. That's where you find the money that's extra that you have left over. And that's how you tackle your debt at the same time. You tackle your debt with a debt payment strategy we come up with, which is not what people think. People think, I thought you were going to tell me to do this. And no, by having a strategic plan in place Mm. where your money's working for you, you're knocking out the debt and paying less interest. Ah. And that's where the momentum comes from. It's kind of like you throw a rock down a snow mountain and it gets bigger and bigger. So by having a strategic plan in place, it gets knocked out in no time, no matter how much debt you have, because you'll see it's, and the banks hate me. <laughs> yeah, the banks, they're like, the banks oh. do not like me. <laughs> so funny, like they see a client that just paid an invoice for how Debbie saves. They're like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> You're going to be blacklisted with the banks. <laughs> Absolutely. And so then once you start paying off the debt, which is part of the budget, 
then the money that's left over, we're like, okay, now what do you want to do with it? Let's dream big. Like, do you have an emergency fund? Do you have a vacation fund? Like, what do you want for your future, you know, and your kid's future? You know, I had a client that working with me, she paid off her mortgage and, and she paid off her mortgage. She came to me and she's like, my biggest obstacle is my mortgage. I can't make head. I can't make way with it. And I was like, oh, I'm like, we got this. And she paid off her mortgage while she was with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget it. We're right. still in touch. We're still in touch. She sends me pictures of her and her husband traveling now because they don't have to, they don't have a mortgage payment anymore. Oh my! Yeah. And then they know what to do with the money now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah. my god, this is so good. <laughs> oh my gosh! Anyone who's listening to this episode, if you are like, I don't know if I can get a money coach because I'm in debt right now. I'm telling you, you're gonna save so much money working with her that you can pay off the oh, yeah. investment with her, and now you have you're set for life. Like, mm-hmm. you know exactly what to do mm-hmm. to not ever get back in the situation. I mm-hmm. love this. Yeah. This was so mm-hmm. good, Debbie. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you.